and welcome to the Whenever Show. I am Nick. And I'm Nick, and we're here with our uh, buddy from uh, our favorite uh, bar around town here. Mm-hmm. He's but a... <laughs> our buddy, our guest, our, uh, you know, our talk, our guest talker today. The guy that just uh, lives at the bar. Yeah. Under, yeah. under the stairs. <laughs> Ryan Bartosik. Maybe you've heard of him. Welcome. Thank you, guys. I'm excited for this. Yeah, thanks for having this. You you posted on Facebook that this was your first podcast today. Ever. Nice. First ever. I've always wanted to be on one. I actually wanted to have one. I've met people that I've heard talk and say, wow, you should be on a podcast. You should oh. have one. So, like, I'm excited to be well, part we're, of one. Well, we're, 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 we're glad to be your first. No, yeah. Thanks. Be gentle, guys. <laughs> uh, there's oh. no guarantee. Ah. Absolutely not. Perfect. This is going to hurt you more than it hurts me. And uh, first, I gotta say, uh, how you doing? It's good to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm doing wonderful. It's good to be here. <laughs> so yeah, um, tell us. Oh, let's just let's just get started. Uh, you know, you you promote stuff. I do. You you you've recently won a bunch of awards, haven't you? Is well, that true? So half true. I won two awards. Okay. I mean, in that's, my head, that's a bunch. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, I've won two. I won. Uh, the Erie Reader does that uh, best of Erie thing. Yes. And I won best local promoter two times in a row. That's pretty good. Do they have like a Hall of Fame kind of thing, like the Rocky Erie Awards, where oh, I hope you not. win three <laughs> times and then you can't win anymore? Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> but I don't think so. I don't think they've got It's only the second year that they've done it. So, That's I mean, true. we'll see what happens. That's great. Yeah, who, who, uh, were, who was up for that? Like all, like how many people were up for that? I'm just curious. Ooh, I'm not exactly sure how many. Probably something I should have looked into before this. I think five. I mean, um, well, the three finalists were myself, uh, Bob Jensen from Basement Transmission. Oh yeah, that makes sense. And uh, Crystal, who has uh, Dream Big Productions. Okay. She does a lot of the hip hop things around town. Nice, nice. Um, I know uh, Gimp Guy was in it. Oh yeah, Alex. Um. Uh, Kathy Danielson that does the Rib Fest was in it. Oh, that make that's cool. That's kind of like out of the out of the concert kind Dude, of film. I I thought I I thought she, she would win for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean it's Rib Fest. Yeah, because it's a big that's a yeah that's a big scope kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of I mean there's a lot of uh, local notoriety recognition mm-hmm. for an event like that. You know what I mean? So um, that's who was in it, and it was like I said, those three, including myself, were the finalists this year. Nice, good job promoting the promoters. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you officially <laughs> yeah. from the Whenever Show. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's what, or, that's what or just really me. Maybe you already said it, Nick. But uh, <laughs> congratulations. No, I, I, I would never say that to Ryan. Oh yeah, no. All hate, no congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you've been doing that for how like how long have you actually been doing it? Because you've probably been doing shows for well, a long time, but not like uh, getting getting down and dirty. Sure. Well, it's been. I mean. To go back, I mean, the first things I ever had my hands in, mm-hmm. uh, my buddy in high school, you would know him, Nick, because mm-hmm. uh, we went to high school together. We are alumni. But General McClain. General McClain, go Lancers. Yeah. <laughs> um, his name is Matt Kurzwicki. Okay. And he had this really cool spot where we all used to hang out back in the day. And his parents, they used to own this place called Players. Yes. Um, so they were all about live music. So the first things I ever booked or promoted were getting a bunch of high school bands together in his backyard. Oh, for, yeah, one of those festivals. Yeah, one of those backyard parties. Yeah, we like, did three of those, and the first one did a couple hundred people. Second one, which is a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of people for a backyard. Kind and of it thing? kept growing, it kept yeah, growing. Yeah. Like his brother's, like, oh, that's cool. Why didn't I think of that when I was in right. high school? So he did it, and I helped, and that one did. I don't know. Uh, the only numbers I definitely know was a third one, and his parents got involved because it was Matt's graduation party yeah, yeah. when he was in high school, and we did like 650 That's people. insane. Yeah. It was pretty amazing. Uh, one of them, 
the the big soccer thing that goes on in Edinburgh or used to go on in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah, with the, with the camps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. John Beckman went down there okay, yeah. uh, from uh, uh, War of Ages, mm-hmm. and he went down there and handed out flyers to the soccer parents. Oh, right. And then they started coming, and kids started coming. Because they're just like, you know, uh, they don't know what to do. They're just like staying in the dorms right. and like, yeah. if it's an excuse to like go out and drink mm-hmm. or something, like mm-hmm. that's perfect. Yeah, so they, they came to that. So that's where I got started, started. And then fast forward a few years later, I was in some bands, and uh, Ford Hall had just switched hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Gerhardt bought it mm-hmm. and kind of forced the Ink Assassins guys out. Mm-hmm. So someone gave him my name and I just started throwing shows there, trying to anyway. None right. of them were very successful. I think the most I ever did was like 75 people. Uh, my band Shotgun Jubilee. They're basically Shotgun Jubilee concerts. Right, right. Um, and then during... Because yeah, Ford, Ford Hall used to have, was always like a... I mean, I, I knew it as like a hardcore punk mm-hmm. kind of venue, but like they would always do like kind of jam band shows. Well, it came up that mm-hmm. way. It, right? My formal years in all of this can be attributed to two, two distinct places and two distinct sets of people. Mm-hmm. First is Ford Hall and Dave and Diane Yurako that own Grasshopper. Oh, yeah. yeah. They opened it as an all-ages coffee shop with a 500-cap venue and brought in crazy jam bands. It was a jam band. It was a hippie place. Right, right. Um. Then they kind of got out of it, started adopting some kids, got out of it. Mm-hmm. So then I started going to Docksider, not old Docksider 420, but 1015 Docksider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where and, now it's a dance club. Right. It's called Docksider. Right. Yeah. And uh, Bob Nelson just really, just pretty much what I learned the most with Bob Nelson and, and Dave and Diane was there's business and everything, but really you have to like, you have to listen to a band, you have to like the band. Right. If you think they're good, then they're most likely people will like them. Yeah, then they're good enough. That right. like yeah. yeah. Um so so anyway, so I uh, did all that and then uh my friend Josh Grayjack, who would help was helping me do sound stuff at those shows, him and I started putting on some things together. And then uh Zach has shown that owes Intergalactic uh studios. I went in there one day and he's like, Hey, I met this guy, he's uh, opening a bar in town. Um he's looking for someone to help him set up some sound and I think he's interested in some booking, you should go talk to him and he handed me this card and it had these two weird googly eyes on it and i was like okay man i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this guy up on myspace and the name of that man was that name's marty man's schwab. name was marty, marty schwab, schwab. Marty, marty schwab. <laughs> so I, I met with him at starbucks and uh founder of the crooked eye yeah. founder <laughs> of the crooked eye and i met him at starbucks before they opened about a month before and i was straight up with him i was like listen man never really done this before mm-hmm. but I want to do it, and here's some of the bands I think would be cool to bring through. And I gave him right. some names, and he was like, "Dude, that's awesome." Gave me the shot, and I that's really where it started, uh, first like fully with everybody. right. Because I, I mean, you know, uh, when Marty started, he was bringing in a bunch of you know bands from Florida and like mm-hmm. that he and or like contacts that he had from his old bar, uh, and you know, started out very like kind of rockabilly, kind of cool like stuff like that. And yeah, then, uh, yeah, and you you got like. You were just doing so much. It was awesome. Like, oh, thanks, man. And it was just like, yeah. Do you remember uh, who the first band was that yeah. you brought in? Oh, yeah. At the Crooked Eye, the first major show I did was Gift of Gab from Blackalicious. Oh, that's a, that's a big one. That's no, one of the that, big that ones. That show was not a big one. I mean, that, that was a big name, and I was yeah, super yeah. excited about it, and I was really green. Yeah. And whatever. And it was on a Wednesday night. I was like, oh, oh dude, Erie can handle this. this is I thought awesome. that one did like really well. It didn't. No, it, no, no. I mean, it did well for a Wednesday night in Erie, Pennsylvania. I guess I, I, guess I say that as someone who didn't go to it, uh-huh. which is just like, oh, yeah, I thought. 
thought it was popular. A lot of people on Facebook said they were going to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say there might have been 100 people, but for the amount of money it cost going into it, I mean, we would have needed right. 253 other people. And that's just you know, that's just part of what the was thing. The, too, what was the Crooked Eyes? Uh, like, like, Max, how many people could fit in there? Um, I was in there a few times. They were like, uh, we can't let anybody else in here. Yeah. That's, a, that's tough. I mean, there was never really anything set in stone. Um, I would say 500. I would say mm-hmm. by that's a safe guess. the the fire code five. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so that was the first thing I did, and then I did buckwheat zydeco, and then after that, okay. I just started doing stuff, and he kind of. And, and those were kind of big ticket shows. They were, I mean, or like shows, you know, right? uh, for Crooked Eye, for yeah. Erie in general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then basically, he uh, was pretty much like, "Yo, here's your budget. As long as the band doesn't cost more than this." Do whatever you want. Right. And then if it costs more than that, I had to talk to him about right, it. Right, right. So he gave me free reign on a lot of things. And That's just a golden ticket. Whew, it was amazing. And then as I got into it, when I was first starting, you know, I was making some bad business decisions as far as payouts and yada, yada, yada. Right, right. Because you're just learning. You yeah. know what I mean? And then uh, as I started getting into the the management and booking things for bands directly and working with other venues, I kind of learned yeah. what other venues do and that kind of helped out a little bit. Yeah, because you started doing that more like... About partway through. Broccoli Samurai right well, now? Well, now, um, I started working... The first, the very first band I ever booked, uh, started booking was... Funkopus? Uh, no, Aqueous. 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 Heard of them. Oh, no, really? we were just yeah. at the show. <laughs> yeah, I was just there on uh, this Saturday. Yeah. I think yeah. I saw you there. That didn't last very long. Um, and then I started booking this band, uh, Shotgun... Or, um, sorry, Stage Coach <laughs> Robbery and oh, my yeah, own yeah. band. And then Tracy, who was Mari's girlfriend yeah, yeah, at the did. time, general manager, mm-hmm. she got Tracy interested Evans. and she met Functopus. Yes. She's like, I kind of want to do what you do. Like, can you tell me how to do yeah, it? I yeah. like, I can one up. Like, why don't we join forces and start our own company? Yeah, yeah. And we and did. she did amazing too. Yeah. yeah, we together, like Rubber Tramp Live it was called. And man, we killed it. Like, we did a good job. What was it? Rubber Champ? Rubber, rubber Tramp. Oh, uh, Rubber I think, Champ. I think a lot of people kind of got confused after the Crooked Eye closed. When they when they changed the uh, the Facebook page from Crooked Eye to Rubber Tramp Live, yeah, and everyone was like, "Wait, why am I friends with this?" <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> right. now I know. Right, um, yeah. So that's where I really learned everything, and unfortunately, I became the most knowledgeable at the tail end of everything. Right, right. Just you know? as it was kind of, yeah, I was like Marty, like, dude, I know, but right now is the time, dude. Like, I know what I'm doing. Like, right, really good. Like, let's kill it and it's like you know what man i gotta get out of this so and he killed it ironically (laughs) and he killed it in another way (laughs) so so that's pretty much how i got started um the way i got into the rook actually is a funny story i had yeah because i mean there was like didn't see like it didn't feel to me like there was that huge of a gap between like the time the crooked eye closed and then the rook became like the new cool place to be for everyone well you gotta understand i mean most people found out the Rook was closing um, at the, the end of the March. The Crooked Eye. Or, sorry. Yeah. The, the Crooked Eye was closing at the end of March when in reality – It had been – oh, yeah. It, for years, yeah, for months. Yeah. I mean it, the, the New Year's Eve Aquary show was really supposed to be the last show. Right. So I had that much time. And really I was kind of up in the air. I wasn't even looking for another place. Um, I had had conversations with uh, Bob Jensen. I had conversations yeah. with uh, – Mark Tenenbaum. Oh yeah, cool. But those Back guys up. are looking for outside promoters, and I am not an outside promoter. That, that, that's the big difference. Outside promoter puts up everything for the show and right. takes the losses. I'm right. a talent buyer. I use other people's money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you'll have a like a venue that you're working closely with, mm-hmm. and yeah, like what like we're talking about, like uh, you know, the Crooked Eye or the Kings Rook Club now mm-hmm. that you know you would do the primary booking for, and as opposed to like kind of like a 
freelance mercenary promoter that right. kind of you know uh you know i grew up in the hardcore punk scene and stuff like that and we would uh um oh, like mike torty yeah he was dude. yeah we were in a band together for and roommates and uh that guy did some amazing stuff he man he was yeah he killed so, it. some of the stuff that the hardcore scene including him were mm-hmm. doing is dave Steele too dave Steele, like was just most impressive i mean so diy yeah. packing shows yeah torty especially he was oh. he just did amazing yo yeah dude it is amazing um so uh, the rook I mean, I don't know how many people would know this or not, but the, the Rook's been around a long time. and <laughs> Right, late, that's, late, what, that's what all the old guys tell me. Yeah, well, it's been around a long time, and I'm an old guy. They're, they're so. like, oh, oh, I used to be there. Right, right. We used to do fucking coke off. <laughs> well, and the thing with it, though, yeah. my And we're still doing it off yeah. the... was always like, oh, it's a dance club, and all this greasy shit happens there, and yada, yada, yada. So I had this really mm-hmm. bad uh, connotation in my head about it. So I right. never set foot no. in the place Some Some ever. people still think that. Right, right. Let's make it clear. I actually haven't seen anybody doing coke off of anything in the Rook, but... Uh, <laughs> I um, haven't. I haven't. So it's a, it's a good uh, place I to go. I close my don't eyes. Don't want to make... Don't want to give... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. No, so I haven't, honestly. I literally got drug in there. Uh, my buddy Paul Schilling. You got, drug you got drugged and drugging. Just drug. kidding. Sorry, guys. No, I get my drugs from... No. <laughs> uh, no. No, my ball, my buddy Paul, uh, after at the Rook, Paul Schillinger, Crooked Eye, one night, yeah, Paul who desperately wants to be on this podcast. I know, I know. Didn't you <laughs> guys Schillinger. do one? He we claimed, did, yeah, yeah. Like, call, like text me at like six in the morning. Like, oh yeah, I it came over. I'm gonna be on the podcast. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll add that as a special feature or something uh, to I think our website. What you need to do is just take clips and sound bites from it because that's one thing Paul is good for is sound bites. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Um, <laughs> he'll be good. He'll be our um, uh, 45 second long uh, first. 45 second long podcast ever. <laughs> and uh it'll be a series of uh 96 podcasts in a row <laughs> yes oh uh, yeah quick start quick sidebar with what ryan's talking about uh, after the aqueous show it is aqueous not aqueous right yeah okay aqueous. um you know me uh, uh paul's friend uh josh was there josh matavi yeah. yeah and he we became like instant friends that night mm-hmm. I, hadn't, I hadn't met him before but we were talking about podcasts and comedy and all that stuff and then, like, Paul was like, oh, yeah, let's do a pot. He was out of his mind. And, uh, but, uh, so I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, I, I hadn't, like, gone out after a show in a while. Yeah. So I just went over to his house and, like, I texted Nick, but he was, he had to work early in the morning. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was 3.30 in the morning <laughs> at this point. Because I was uh, like, Nick, bring your mics over. Yeah. Bring our, like, bring like, our stuff. Sorry, I got to work at 9, th- or I got, had to be up at 9.30, so. So, so but instead, was, we just. I'd been up till 3. Yeah, that's drinking. insane. <laughs> Um, oh, man. Dude, I'll tell you what, though. Earlier when I was like, you know, I've met people that I think should have podcasts. Mm-hmm. Josh Matavi, Paul, my, he's my friend. Too. Yeah, yeah. They're from this place called New Philadelphia, Ohio. Okay. If there is any group of people that need a podcast, it's those guys. Well, they should make it happen. They are. I, I could sit and listen to those idiots talk forever. <laughs> and it's the funniest. Like, one-liners here mm-hmm. making fun. Like, there's this one dude. Sidebar says Eric Ashbaugh. I hope he hears. You were just shouting out the names. Oh, you were Eric just name Ashbaugh, dropping all day. Smashbaugh. We call him. They call him Smashbaugh because he literally has a tattoo on his ass that says Smashbaugh. Okay. Really? It's his birthday. The last time I was down there, he hasn't showered in three days. Shit face at nine in the morning. <laughs> sending, texting, whatever. We don't even know what he's doing. This girl comes over, has a mimosa, and then those two leave. That's a good morning drink. And we're like, where'd Ashbaugh go? He's like, and. uh our friend Tristan's like, oh, he went off with the slam pig. Oh, oh no. God. Oh, no. What is Don't. that? And he explained what that Don't was. Don't say that. And he comes back, and then it was ridicule for hours. Hours and hours and hours. And it's – these guys 
oh, it would make a lesser person cry how hard they get on each other. It's it's slam pick, obviously the mascot for uh, NBA Jam that mm-hmm. he's slamming. Mm-hmm. I, I can only assume. I can't think of any other. Uh, That's what we're talking about. That. He hit a slam dunk and yeah. then got brought back over for the barbecue. Boom! Dunked. Yeah, he so was obviously tired. He, he didn't stretch before, <laughs> and you know, basketball will do that oh, to you. Oh man! And then he had to go be a nurse like the next day. They take blood and put IVs in. Oh, that's safe. It's T County. There, there's this guy it... from down there. Called, his name's Daytime. He's a rapper, and he's got this song called "So T County." Okay. Just you need to YouTube it. Sometime. And that's that's like Ohio Amish country, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I know. Yeah. I Is know. there a large Amish presence in Ohio? I th- I mean, yes. they're you know we're number one Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're number one. Is the home of Amish, but I think Ohio is you know they a lot their... of weird people come from this area. Like for instance, my friend Tyler Smilo is from like thirty minutes outside of this the crazy show. town. Oh, where is he from? He's from a town called Coshocton. Okay. It's well, about... we'll eventually have him in. Yeah. Talk about Kashak. Yeah, and then shocked. you'll learn all about why the T County boys should have an, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so anyway, uh Rook, uh yeah. what I wanted to say about that was just I fought it tooth and nail. I was like, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. Mm-hmm. What got me there was Paul saying, Listen, they serve beer till three, I'll buy you one if you come check this place, you have <laughs> to see it. So I'm like, fine, go there. First thing I see going up the stairs is the school bus. I'm like, Where is am the I? Slam oh yeah, pig. because that <laughs> jumps out. <laughs> slam dunks 360 dunks <laughs> oh, man. in your face yeah so he introduced me to john and i was like dude i'm loving this place john it Mom. reminds me of the emporium from days and confused i was like oh yeah dude we should have a party at the moon tower and they the got hurricane a plays 24 7 yeah <laughs> right and so paul's like you need to show him the downstairs and i he's like okay so we go downstairs and lights are out and i go and I'm oh walking. truly yes. john turns the lights on and all I could say was like, "Holy shit!" And it just, where did this fucking come from? How is I? Because I'd known it's been here this long. I'm like, "Why?" You want to what? Well, do you want to hear an embarrassing fact? Yes. Uh, last this Saturday was the first time I've actually attended a show downstairs. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> do you have your membership terrib- card? Because I'm gonna tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a terrible thing? No, man. Because this past weekend was a great show. So I'm it glad was. That it you was. Your first was. experience I, was a banger. I was a little afraid. See, my, my problem is you, I don't. You, Not have, really, you don't have no. an excuse because you don't work weekends. So no, I, work I don't weekends, have an excuse. And I, it was my second time being at a show there, but uh, for the downstairs complex. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but we're yeah, there. Was, we're there literally great. every Thursday. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it gets pretty rambunctious down there. Yeah, it's changed a lot, man. I remember when I first started, there were. Oh man, if they could do, if they would do 30, 40 people, it, it was a good night. Right, you know? and right. It's just in the year that I've been working there, and we've been working together, John and I, and everyone that's involved, man, it's transformed. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, opinion. I remember like a few years ago, they had uh, a Halloween party there, and that was the first time. And we basically went there because it was next door or like across the street from our friends. Uh, first episode of season two, Gus Strouth and More Frames, they had a. Uh, animation studio across the way and we got in there and was, there's a fucking bus in here like and yeah. it was like when had this place been around yeah, when, when did it uh when did the rook become in, coming to the it was in the 70s right or was it in the 80s 1977 well but it's been in the wall and family since the 50s oh wow uh, john's dad jim his dad oh wow owned it well before that it, uh it like in the 40s or whatnot it was um i don't know the number like for 
our purposes, let's say the 27th Machine Gun Battalion. Okay? Oh, right, right. So it's right. kind of like a VFW type yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that makes a lot of sense. It, his dad got it, you know, inherited it and whatnot, mm-hmm. and his dad made it a bar music venue in mm-hmm. 1977. And then uh, they entered a, put a kitchen in, and then in the 80s they put the downstairs in, and it was all live bands until the late 90s, and then it became a dance club. As, as a matter of fact, right. there I remember, is yeah. a book. There's an employee handbook. <laughs> And the first page is the detailed history of the King's Road. Oh, wow. Yeah, you have to ask John to see it sometime. So that's how I know all these. I'll try to. I'll, we'll try to scan it in, or, not, or take <laughs> yeah. a picture of it. Scan it in. Scan it. We'll go, we'll, we'll go to the Blasco Library and use the scanner there. Nick, <laughs> there are scanners virtually on all printers. I, I don't have a printer. You have a printer? <laughs> uh, at work. Oh, at work. So we're going to have to take oh, that okay. into work. <laughs> I work. I work in a buffet. There's not many scanners there. <laughs> or computers. But there's there's old people and mm-hmm. uh, yeah and, and bad tippers. <laughs> um, Do you really tip at a buffet? Uh, yeah, Ryan, you <laughs> tip at a buffet. See, I think that's the I problem. I see you in there. <laughs> you stay out of my jurisdiction. Okay. Uh, the only buffet, I mean, I eat at buffets, but I, I yeah. used to work at the Old Country Buffet. Oh damn. Uh huh. What'd you do there? Oh, so many things. Uh, <laughs> Uh, not work. That's OCB. Sure. That was always like <laughs> one, maybe once, uh, maybe once a year, I'll get like a hankering to eat there, mm-hmm. and then minutes later, it's just a terrible choice. Yeah, I, no I, offense. I nah, I can never ever <laughs> eat after working there. I just could never do it again because mm-hmm. it, it's basically like a feeding trough. Yeah, it's so intense. You know, but I was a, a lot of was slam a dishwasher. <laughs> it's all slam picks. <laughs> uh, I was a dishwasher. And then I was, uh, you know, the salad bar, all mm-hmm. that salad stuff. I made all that. I was a salad guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. It was, a, that was, it was a fun place, man. There's a lot of cool people that worked there. I made a lot of friends and I'm still friends with today. And some funny stuff happened there. We used to have, oh, this one time my friend Eric, there's this cook, the, the dishwasher and the cooks were right next to each other. We used to mess with each other all the time. And this one cook, his name was Holmes, started this if water you're, If you're drinking at home, take a drink every time Ryan mentions someone by name. Okay. What? From now on, <laughs> no one has a name. I'm no, no, my life no. Is ambiguous. So no, I love it. My friend Eric, this man or woman, he, <laughs> this dude, his name's Holmes, and he started this water fight, and him and Eric got into it, and they spray each other with hoses and whatever. I well, love jobs. My like job was the pot sink, and what that entailed was there's a little window from on the line, and the empty pans from the buffet they threw it through this window. Oh, like connected to them, it, kind of. Okay, and then yeah. I threw them in this big sink, let them soak, and then I washed them. So throwing pots of gravy and everything <laughs> into this sink. So it Old just, chickens. Oh, it, oh, yes, that's not a yeah, joke. Yeah. Like all kinds of shit. Yeah. And it was it's the nastiest thing, and you empty it, you know, every couple, every hour or so, and put the new shit in it. So by the time. It was just gross, man. I mean, the film and grease on yeah. it. We had these two-gallon pitchers, and Eric fills this fucking thing up, man. Oh, this is the best story I have. <laughs> fills this thing up full of greasy spaghetti gravy uh, water and hides. <laughs> hides down yeah. by the oven. Classic and Eric. I, I, I'm watching this from the side view, everything in full. Right. And Holmes, the, the cook, is walking with our manager, uh, Clyde, who uh, the uniform for the manager is a white shirt, blue tie. <laughs> and I see Holmes, see Eric's foot sticking out. And just smile real big and take one step back as Clyde takes one step forward and Eric pops out and just chucks two gallons of the grossest water in the world oh. all over our manager's white shirt. Oh, and he had to go the whole day with an apron on because this is a huge orange oh, no. stain. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, and and he just laughed it off. 
No. No. No repercussions. There were no repercussions. The only repercussion was, I am not very happy right now. (laughs) And then, of course, I'm in the the, off to the side all stoned because I just went out to the dumpster. (laughs) Smoking weed out of, a, out, a potato, out of a potato, out of a potato, just laughing my ass a potato off. from the buffet. And they used to call me Jiggy Man there because one night we put the hip hop station on when we were cleaning up, and mm-hmm. at that time, uh, getting jiggy with it was a hot song. Yeah, and I was dancing. Right, that was was hot. this 1997? Ooh, 97 or 98? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm an sure old man. Oh man. yeah, still in high school. Uh, yeah, yeah, my yeah. senior year. Next, 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 a good year, man. Uh, I'm your. You up, need a year. <laughs> I'm your man. <laughs> so anyway, so that's the history of me at Old Country Buffet and promoting. Shows I used. Yeah, I used to. I used to work at the calf at Edinburgh, the cafeteria. Oh yeah. And it was. It was without a doubt the worst job I've ever had. <laughs> I remember like. I remember like wanting to apply to West. And, oh, I worked at West. Uh, for some reason, I didn't like get rehired at West. I got like. I worked there when I was eighteen, and then I. Like, then they were like, get out of here, because I just didn't go. And then they were like... I was a supervisor at West. Oh, fancy. Well, sort of. You know those, like, coaches and section leaders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of those. Okay. So, the, the, about the least amount of power a person could have. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if we're talking about worst jobs ever, I think I have one that might trump everybody's. I, uh, I had the same job, this is like five years ago now, or six... I don't know why I took it, but it was the same job that my uh, grandfather had in the 1940s or 50s. Oh. I uh, was a door-to-door vacuum salesman. <laughs> oh, yes. And Wait, how old are you? Uh, I am to, uh, 27 years old. And you were a door-to-door <laughs> vacuum salesman? I was a door-to-door vacuum sale. Hey, I was I, I was 24 then, so give well, me those, a break here. Were those Kirby vacuums? Yeah, they sure were Kirby vacuum cleaners. I uh, went door-to-door. It was mostly in trailer parks and uh, other low-income areas. <laughs> people that yeah, other people a, yeah. trying to sell $2,000 <laughs> vacuum cleaners oh um i i went door to door for uh we went around in a van with like like 10 kirby's like loaded into the back (laughs) of the fucking van and uh we'd get out and they'd be like nick it's your turn and i'd be like so nervous like to go in because i'm (laughs) i'm terrible at public speaking even though just like talking with some random person trying to fucking sell a vacuum cleaner (laughs) yeah (laughs) because the way that they had the the, what it would be there'd be knockers that people went door to door like these like young girls would be like hey uh we're doing a promotional thing we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna have somebody come in and uh clean your uh for free clean uh your carpets for you and of course like some They'd be like, oh, okay, whatever, and like, we'll come back in a half an hour, and like, uh, I jump out and like my <laughs> out of the bushes and with a yeah, with a this huge box, this like four foot tall box of with that, and I had to put Listen, the vacuum. See, we're together. gonna sell some yeah. vacuums today. No, no, that's that's what would. Well, no, we wouldn't say that. But I'd be like, okay, right before I clean your carpet for you, let me just tell you a little bit about the Kirby vacuum, and then it would be an hour and a half, two hours later, they would have they would just say before they thanks yeah we'll it was see awful. Ya. So I did that for a week, and then I worked in the office because I was like, I can't do this, obviously. And then I went somewhere else shortly after that. So that was my worst job that I've ever had, and maybe anybody's ever had. When you're a door-to-door vacuum salesman, like generally (laughs) the pitch, part of the pitch, right? You Mm -hmm. dirty up their floor, and you vacuum it up. Like, do you carry your own dirt with you? Uh, We carry salt, actually. And they they had this the attachment, house. yeah, <laughs> this attachment that you put on, and it like collected in these little circular filters that yeah. were like custom for it. And you're like, look at how much it picks up. <laughs> Don't you, you hate it when you get out salt your back- on your floor? Yeah. And then you grind, like grind this. it in. So, so you grind it, yeah, in. and you grind it in, and like, <laughs> look, yeah. it disappeared. Yeah, and then you'd like do like a, a 
run their vacuum over it and you pour would, water like, on it do it like and you have to count out loud for this one part and <laughs> to like show them like you go over it, like 50 times and then you take out the kirby and it like sucks up all this like all the shit so got that salt i sold out. zero <laughs> kirby's if you can believe it oh man did you move on to cutco knives after that no oh, no that was... i did not my brother did that way back in the day but i when uh, he was younger yeah yeah, basically, but like, when he was like in pitching to your parents, like yeah, exactly. and like your like his yeah. friends' parents, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's yeah. not a scam. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Nope. I had this job one time. Actually, it was I was really happy to be working for it was for with WQLN and Good company. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. But my job was Public outreach. Television. So my job was calling people during dinner time, trying to get them oh, to, to donate oh, money. Oh, to be a member. So that's rough. But was, it was cool to work for public broadcasting, but it was right. probably the worst job in the whole place. Right. I mean, that's, yeah, you're basically just, you literally are being a solicitor. Mm-hmm. And when I worked at West and Teletron, people called me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Calling other people, that's just. I don't even know. I, I mean, I could do it. I don't want to say I couldn't do it or wouldn't bring myself Oh, I to believe do it. in you, Nick. I think you could do it. No I'm going to. You know, times are tough. <laughs> times are tough for old Nick. <laughs> oh man, so um, so now, yeah, you have my um, now you have my work history and my promoter history. So what <laughs> what uh, what are the things you like about this company? About what company? <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask you to leave, sir. <laughs> about WQL. By our company? No, it just sounded like you were. It was an interview bit. Oh, uh, oh, ah, right. Where do you see yourself in five years? Yeah, gotcha. Do you have yeah. any questions for me? Yeah, that leads us to our next question. Would you mind a, a random drug screening? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> that hearty laugh means a, ab- yes. absolutely. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. And the podcast is taking a weird turn. <laughs> yeah. All right, pee in this cup. Do it. We yes, the, the mics are rolling. We've all taken our capsules, and they, they should be yeah. kicking in any minute. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I wish we had capsules. <laughs> yeah, me too. Right, so. Capsules? What are you guys talking about? Just kidding. Drugs. Drugs? Oh, God. I had no idea. Is it true? <laughs> Hippies do a lot of drugs. Oh, Have, my, you, have you ever met drugs. a real hippie? Uh, yeah. In yeah. person? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gross. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what no, are they they're, like? They're good people. I mean, the real ones. I mean, I, they're all good people. Even the Not fake ones. Fake even the ones. ones. That, well, what? Yeah, I mean, that, and that's a real a weird way to put it, you know. Because we've I, taken I, a real hardline stance like, against hippies here. Really? Don't you don't like hippies? No, I'm pro hippie. Yeah, yeah, I'm pro people. Well, you you know, I'm a secret fish fan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I'm, I'm anti people calling themselves hippies. Well, there's a difference right. between people that enjoy listening to fish and in you know hippies, you know, with right. quotation marks around them. Sure, right. sure. I mean, but I I. I don't know. I mean, there was definitely a time in my life where I wore patchwork pants and 27 yes. hemp necklaces and tie-dyes and had dreads in my hair and wore yeah. patchouli every day. Well, I think I think yeah. you and like most but other I wouldn't high school students in, around Erie, Pennsylvania, you were what, what people are referred to as heads. Sure. You weren't an actual hippie. I, yeah, sure, I had hair down to my nipples, my <laughs> fucking nipples in high school, but uh, I, I just like have to ever see called myself an actual hippie. And drive around the country listening to the dead and smoking weed and taking acid and mushrooms and all that stuff, you know what I mean? Like, and if that makes me a hippie, then that, so be fuck it. Fuck yeah, sign me up. <laughs> Playing devil sticks all you day. Know? But at the same time, I was smoking a bowl and then pulling into McDonald's and getting chicken nuggets. I wasn't like veganizing or right, any right, of that right. stuff, you know, which I think is... Uh, a rule for a hippie. Is it a rule? Oh, well, you know, it, it depends. I guess you would know better I than I would. No, I don't know. I don't know. The only, here, I'll tell you what. The way I know a, a hippie, I guess, mm. if you want to label it, is A, they were alive in 1967. Okay. 
And, and they had like, right. something about, to Maybe they went to Woodstock. Maybe they slept on yeah. Hate ashbury That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Come the 80s, no. Mm-hmm. no yeah. That's done. All those you hippies know? became businessmen. And, uh, exactly. They, they controlled Wall Street. Or they still live on Hate ashbury and <laughs> they would appreciate your change. Now they're running the place. Right. Yeah. Right. Do you – I know this is, you know, more hippie related, but uh, do, you, do you ever think that, like, Erie has, like, a, a large hippie population? Or – I don't – No, I don't think so. No, you don't I, think so? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I th- back in, back in like, 96, 97, there was. Like, uh, bands like, um, like when Plato's Cave was around still. Uh-huh. Well, I'm talking about, like, specific – like, Conan Blue is from, like, Albany. Oh, yeah. Um, but – who am I thinking of? Uh, uh, well, Playlist K, One World Tribe. Right, right, right. Those, those two specifically. Um, Acoustic Hookah? You know, Hookah's from Columbus, God Ohio. God damn it. But they I played. I mean, but that's all still part of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Grape Jam was going on. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the heady scene was, in 97, 98, 96, like, the heady scene was really popular around here. Right, and right. now right. it's big time minority. Big time. I mean, you have a bunch of people that like jam bands and that kind of thing, but really it's just not... That's just not what it is anymore. It's kind of just like we'll, we'll go see jam bands because that why not? Sure, like sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, and people, you know, in my experience, you know, I book a lot of jam bands, and mm-hmm. some people complain about that. Some people don't like it, and then some of those same people, like all the all these bands, sound the same, or like one in the morning, drunk, dancing their ass off with some right, chick. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's funky and danceable. You know what I mean? Like, why do you need to classify it as anything? I guess you right, know, and because some of those, you know. Uh, some of those bands are some of the more fun to just kind of see randomly, like, uh, you know, versus, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a lot of stuff I listen to, whatever, like, you know, indie, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, if I know it, then I like it. But then, like, but with, like, a funk kind of jam band, like, it doesn't matter if you know the songs or not. It's just like, hey, this is cool. Right. Like, right. this sounds good. I'm For me, like, it, it, it's uh, two, there, there's two sides to the coin, like. I spend a lot of my time searching for the bands that like, I just like, I always search for good bands, but there's, there's certain mm-hmm. bands that like, okay, this band's really awesome. They have great songs, right? Singing, yada, right. yada, yada. But then there's this other element, like, especially at the Rook, I mean, we're open till three in the morning. It's right, a party. Right. So I want a band that's going to make people party. Yeah. Punk and indie bands can't do that. Yeah, they, I mean, they I can. Mean, well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, but not like a their punk stats band. aren't like, you know, if I put a five piece band with like a couple horns it's a raging keys like right eventually people are going to get up and dance and that's yeah. what it is but people people want to come and see the shows and like have an experience and whatnot and and those a lot of those happen downstairs and stuff but upstairs a lot of it just is we're just i it's like a big frat party or something like it's a party like we want to have a good time yeah. we want to dance you know we yeah. want to be on it uninhibited i was at a right. i was at summer camp uh the music festival this oh uh, really summer. Nice. Yeah. And uh, uh, Acreus was there. Yeah. They were, they were actually the first movie when we were like walking around and it was me and my friend Joe. And uh, right before uh, Acreus started playing, um, a bunch of people, like, they were all taking off their flip flops and put them in. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and then I realized they were like getting ready to dance and stuff. I was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, it was just. Like they were like, oh hey, we're aqueous, and everyone like started like lining nope. up their flip flops, and I was like, right. and the girls are like putting their hair back and tying <laughs> their hoodies around their waist, like they're getting ready for a hippie fight. Yeah, putting their hula hoops away. <laughs> yeah, so if never... you ever see dangling uh, flip flops from uh from telephone wires, you know there was a hippie fight there. Hippie <laughs> fight. <laughs> I don't know how they got them up there, but, but just oh, just a bunch of dancing yeah. and swaying. They're yeah. they're tied together like with uh, with fun around and yeah. glow sticks. <laughs> it's a hippie off. 
<laughs> I'm picturing like the Anchorman scene with just all kinds of different <laughs> just coming together. They're just talking, but like fluffy. Yeah, they're all like snapping <laughs> their fingers and playing drum yeah. circles. Oh man, that's funny. Hey, I went to Bonnaroo. I know what it is with you kids and your shut your up festival. Nick. Shut up, Nick. Ah, <laughs> believe me. Have either of you guys gone to Chafee's? I was there oh. uh, a couple years in a row. I'm so ashamed. Um, like 2007 and eight, I went. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been back since. Oh, we c- I considered going this summer, but I uh, I think I was just working or something mm-hmm. like that. I couldn't go. Every year I want to go. Uh, and I think this was this was the first year that I kind of planned on going mm-hmm. uh, because I think now I do have like friends that I know that would be there, mm-hmm. like you know, like you and Jess and a bunch of people. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think before that it was just like I want to go because I like I like festivals and I like stuff like that, but I didn't no like a, an anchor person to like sure. hang out you know what it, like mm-hmm. you know i always i always you know when i go out I, I need like i need like someone at least like or a couple people especially for a festival like mm-hmm. it's nice to have a, like, yeah. a handful yeah the nice thing about chafees though at least anymore is uh you know you guys are at the rook all the time like it's basically the rook picks up and moves and goes <laughs> right to doug and emma's backyard right you know, so yeah, mark, mark my words. Mark my I'll words. Go. I'll be there. Mark my words was there? Yeah. Oh, wow. he was mark, awesome. Mark my words. He did yeah. this like one thirty set in the campground, dude. Oh, my Damn, God. It was went so all night. I would have oh. taken off work. I would have skipped work if I had known Mark was there. Yeah, and, and we, like we, like you said, we we've went to school. We went to school together, so we've yeah. kind of known each other for a while. I mean, A little bit. I mean, you were two years below me, so we, we didn't run really in the same circle or anything, but we were right. in band and stuff together. Right, right. Yeah, because you play guitar and I play guitar and (laughs) sort of. I mean, I was in jazz band and that was my instrument. But yeah, yeah, there was a lot of times. Like one year, I was, uh, I was in one year. I was in jazz one, two, and three. And in jazz one, I was in one and three. Wait, which one? How did it go? It was backwards, right? Three was three three was the the freshman and jazz one was the seniors. Yeah, so in that jazz class, uh, Brad Williams was a guitar player. Oh yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of times where I just turned my guitar off. And just strummed, just <laughs> pretended I was doing something. They had two gu- two guitars at once playing. Dude, in jazz too, like the younger kids, like uh-huh. there was like four or five guitar players. Wow. Once someone you found out you could play guitar in a band, like yeah, yeah, you're everyone wanted to do it. You so know, you, you played I, guitar uh, back then, but in Shotgun Jubilee, weren't you the bassist? Yeah. So you're, are you pr- pr- uh, primarily a guitarist or bassist? Well, I, I was a guitar player for about twelve, maybe thirteen years. Um, all through high school, I mm-hmm, was in some mm-hmm. high school bands with uh, Steve Barone and some mm-hmm. other people, and then no, Eric Brewer and friends and many mm-hmm. other bands. And then uh, myself and uh, Paul Schillinger and uh, Steve Powell started mm-hmm. a band called the Cosmic Squeeze, and I actually played guitar, sang, and wrote all the songs. I was the front. Oh, cool! Worst band ever. <laughs> actually, it was not cool. Awful, but I should have been singing. That's for sure. Um, and then Steve, I, Steve was in a played drums briefly briefly for a ska band I was in, oh, in really in high school. Nice, he was awesome. He was That's great. awesome. Um, and then I switched to bass. I was in a Zydeco band. Um, Yankee Zydeco. Yes. Yeah. yeah. In like 2005 or six, and that's since then I've been playing the bass primarily. The Yankee um, Zydeco Company. Right. Nice. Right. Our accordion was, player Mark like had Yankee Candle all over his house. Okay. His Yankee Candle Company, and that's oh, yeah, just yeah. how he came up with it. Oh, okay. 
It's a cool name. I mean, we did. So it was candle related. <laughs> it, it was candle related. <laughs> Scented candles. All right, everybody. Well, a Zydeco band playing primarily New Orleans music from Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, strawberry scented candles, you know. I, I get it. Yeah. I show up at Yankee Makes Candle around this time every year at the Mill Creek Mall when they're there, and I'm just waiting for a reunion. <laughs> but you guys never show. Waiting to hear. There's just you guys yeah. never show. It takes I me went to Yankee Candle the other, not the other day, a few months ago. I went to the mall. I, I was getting my hair cut or something, and uh, bought a hat or something. And but I went to Yankee Candle nice. because I wanted to buy the bacon scented candle. Oh, oh, that's a new thing. It's a new internet, awful, internet awful. Thing. It, it smells like bacon bits on fire. It's, it's the worst. I'm sure it is. That thing went in the garbage so fast. It was the worst <laughs> purchase ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the bacon jelly beans. I feel. And what? Were... Oh, I thought you meant bacon jelly bean candle. I was like, together? <laughs> That's just pointless. Yeah. Did you ever have? You can really take. You can really smell the jelly beans. Yeah, you can really smell the sugar burning. Do you remember when they had those uh, Harry Potter jelly beans? Yes, absolutely. I don't actually. What, what is it? Butterbeer and like no, no, it was all like, different. It's like booger and earwax and yeah, and grass vomit. and dirt. What? Then, like mixed in. How with, is like, that Harry Potter soap. related? Do they? Is there a lot? Of, there's a huge <laughs> booger eating. Uh... In in uh, in the first I've Harry seen Potter, most of the movies they're on the train to Hogwarts and they buy. They are just picking. Bernie bots many flavored beans. Why do I know so much? Oh, Potter, there was an actual. So it's a huge. It's actual. Like, yeah, it's drum, a. T- it's a. It's okay, a I mean, I, I've seen the most of the. Movies, it's not just like, oh, this would be weird. Specifically, yeah. I, at the time I was Potter working at the Sarah Reed Children's Center, and one of the kids' parents got it for him for Easter, and he's like, "Mr. Ryan," because they didn't. They're that yeah, yeah, yeah. first thing. He's like, "Try this, haha." I'm like, "Oh, it's a Jelly Belly hand. It's like dirt, and it tastes <laughs> like dirt." I'm like, what yeah. the heck is this, man? <laughs> and he showed me. I'm like, "Oh, that's genius." Yeah. So I'm like trying all the most disgusting ones. Oh, they were great. Yeah, me and Ali got a thing where, and you like spun a wheel, and you'd have to eat one. It was pretty wow. good. They really figured out their demographic, and it was like <laughs> young, children. stupid people. Uh, and by young, I don't know. You guys are probably like twenty nine back there, or thirty two. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how many years ago this was. <laughs> Just about. Yes, about. No, I was in college. Uh, I was like a. Oh, how well, I didn't think Harry Potter was. Uh, well, I guess that was nineties. Yeah, I it guess was, that was like fifteen like, years ago. You know, Thirty-five. It wasn't <laughs> that long ago. Okay. Wait. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> just a few. I was thinking a few years ago, like when the later 2000s. movies came out. Oh, this yeah. was, no, this oh, is like okay. one or two. Like nineteen eighty four. I've never seen any of the Harry Potter. I've seen bits and pieces of them. I've never sat down and watched the whole. <clears> they're thing. decent. I mean, all right. I, I don't know. I'm a Lord of the Rings guy. Yeah, it's yeah. better. All day long. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars. Star Wars is like the greatest movie ever made, I think. Are you uh, getting ready one. to go to the new one that's coming out here? I'm so stoked. Do you have tickets? I do not. I'm not doing the whole fanboy get there on the pr- – no. I'm going to wait until all those weirdos go, <laughs> and then I'm going to go – After they're all talking about it and spoiling it see, for you. Spoilers. Okay, oh, I'm going to put this the, out. I am the spoiler, spoiler guy, yeah, and I'll, I'm going to go on record as saying – Fuck you. Who cares about spoilers? It's just a fucking movie or a TV show. Oh, yeah. I don't actually no, care. Actually, a lot of people do care, and I felt really Rest bad. in peace, Glenn. Yeah. You're going to miss the huge... You're well, going to find out the huge twist. Where, your, uh, your Facebook picture was... Han Solo uh, was actually a woman, and then was, he had uh, a sex change. Which one? Today? No, no. Uh, was uh, Juan Carlos Esposito from Breaking Bad. Uh, Gus... Oh, Gus Fring yeah. with his head face blown yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Like, while that, while that season was airing. Yeah, well, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, watch a show the day of, or you're subjected to potential spoilers. But yeah, people make the 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 Glenn thing I did was not meant to be a dick or anything. 
after I really realized what I did. Did that actually like cause like Facebook drama kind of stuff? Dude, it had like 65 fucking comments, man. <laughs> and people pissed. Like, I'm going to unfollow you. Yeah, here's how, you know. And yeah. I'm that's never why going I never to took it down. I'm like, seriously, you're going to get this pissed? Well, then I'm just going to feed this dragon. Yeah. You know, I was, I was taking, you know, like the Sean Dunn approach of I'm just going to piss everybody off, <laughs> you know. So that's where I was. It's not going to happen again, but I think people overreact. And if it does, I don't know. Is whatever. there a relation between people getting pissed off you for that post and then the crooked eye closing relatively no, close afterwards? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Hey, I, I, I can say <laughs> I, coincidence. I go to think sleep not. at night every night knowing that I did not. I am not the reason yeah, crooked eye uh, closed. Just kidding. That's for sure. Um, but no, there, there's just general correlation with just people just thinking I'm an asshole. I guess probably. I don't know. Well, that, and it was kind of a dick move, but it was unintentional. An asshole and a dick. God. Well, because I, I was like, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on the record. Ryan Burkhardt, not an asshole. Yeah, no, nice guy. No, good you. guy. He's a good guy. But now that He's I have a good guy. Oh, Matt Texter has the good guy. You're oh nice yeah, yeah. There's no you're better not... dude than Matt Texter. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. He's Matt a nice Matt's guy. The man. Matt Texter's the man. Uh, friend of the, true friend of the show. Yeah. In the fact that he's been a guest before. Am I a true friend of the show now? You are. Now you are. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get tattoos? Again. Yeah. Can I get like an N with a little? Two exponent thing over it, like n squared. <sighs> Jesus, yeah, sure. Everybody, everybody <laughs> down with the the Nick squared. Um, yeah, yeah, you can do that. But it kind of looks like it's saying Nick too. Yeah, I guess so. Then it's really just a, it's just a me. Yeah, I I uh, I have no tattoos, guys. You don't. Um, does that make me a pussy? No. No, I no. have a bunch of them, and I have Just to all of them. Yeah. And I have a whole <laughs> bunch, but I, and I am a self-proclaimed puss. No, I would like to uh, cover up a bunch of these. I got them at a time where uh, tattoo. I was really like, when you get a tattoo, you're like right. into it, you want them. Right. And I had a, my first credit card, <laughs> and that was just a bad combination. Right. I was just like getting going to get tattoos because I was fucking bored. I'm kind of similar in the fact that I just had a friend who was like learning to tattoo. And she, that's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Come on, you're like, now. let me be your canvas." Yeah. So I've, I've, I've three tattoos, and it's like so funny because she, Je- Jesse Buman, she's like really like very well known and she very. Did, she did this. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And but like after, like the one on my arm was like her like sec like second at all, and uh, she's like probably pretty embarrassed that like <laughs> people see those and be like, "Oh, I did that." Yeah. But yeah, I've. Yeah. She does really great work now. Yeah, absolutely. You know who else is really great is uh, I have this – I really want to get specifically a cover-up. I want to get this one on my arm covered up by uh, Jen Christina. Yeah, yeah, Jen – yeah. Jen Vickery or – Jen Minor. Minor. Yeah, you know, I've only met her in person once or twice. I was at the Crooked Eye with Jenna Bartlett and Mm -hmm. and Angie. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't probably know who I am at all. Yeah, Jen's wonderful. She's done my friend Missy Bruno's great tattoo. and I mean, she does great work. Yeah, really very cool yeah. Check her out. Jen Christina Art, I think, is what yeah, you can find her at. That's... And uh, yeah, she's just recently got like another like award for Erie Arts and Culture, I think. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, she does very like almost like painterly tattoos. It's really mm-hmm. cool, mm-hmm. really good stuff. Yeah, um, I really miss the boat. I have this one spot right here on my arm, and I went to Arts and Drafts, and Corey Thompson did had oh, yeah, done yeah. this geisha. There was a Mac. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, I want that tattooed. I want it tattooed right here. It's like, he's just a, he was apprenticing. Oh, right, right. At the time. And then he's like, dude, I see a picture of your arm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I'll do that for you for a hundred bucks. What? I didn't do it. And I was like, I, I just sat on it and sat on it. And just, yeah, because now... Corey got like pretty big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I fucked up. <laughs> so, 
Well, I have a clown on it with, on a unicycle with balloons, so that's nice. What's the story behind that one? It's from Aqua Teen. Yeah, I know oh, it is. It's embarrassing. Hey, man, I have Stitch on my phone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, so. We both got some bad tattoos. Yeah, yeah that was a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> what made you want to get the, the Stitch, as in Lilo and Stitch, right? As in Lilo and Stitch, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you say it so. Were you a big fan, yeah. a big fan of the movie? <laughs> um, you just. I did like the movie. Was it a like dare? No, no. Uh, my wife is. You lost very, a bet. Oh, okay. My wife's obsessed with Lilo and Stitch. So at the time, mm. I I wanted something musical related. So he's playing a ukulele. Yeah, yeah. She likes Stitch. Hey. And I had this big vision. I was gonna get like some flowers, like make it look all cool. And I got about that far. <laughs> the shit got infected. Oh no. It was just all around bad decision. Which I never did it. And, I mean, not not so much like I'm glad I did it for her. But right, right, right. I could have commemorated her in a much cooler tattoo, I think, <laughs> than a fucking Stitch tattoo. <laughs> but that's very nice. Of you. Mm. Touching, heartwarming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have like a frog and some weird shit. <laughs> Peace frog? No, no, it's just a, Play a banjo? frog drinking a martini. There's a bunch of fish around <laughs> Can it. Can I see it? Yeah, dude, it's actually not that bad. Wait, let me get a picture of that. If I actually got to finish, it'd be a kind of a cool. Oh, that this is, is going on the website when I, it's going to go right above our uh, this podcast. There's like so, a sun uh, hold on, smiling and everything. That. Oh yeah, nope, that's I've never the wrong seen that. Thing. Not, yeah, well, you know, I don't tend to wear sleeveless shirts to show off my guns. <laughs> right now, Nick Fedora is taking a picture of my arm, and Nick Warren is thumbs up. Got it. Thumbs up. Got it. That's another one of those famous whenever show. Uh, Instagram posts. All right, so if, if Nick, if if these guys post this on Facebook, uh, the hundredth like, I'll buy a shot at the Rook. Okay. Let's You'll see. buy a shot at the Rook for the hundredth like. Whoever likes it, like? whoever is the hundredth well, like. Well, okay, on all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna post on it. our Instagram. Can you like on Instagram? Yeah, you oh, can heart. You can heart. I don't know what that, that means. Facebook. I'm only a Facebook guy. I'm not an Instagrammer. Just act natural. I'm going to do this for Instagram, so just act natural. Keep talking. This is a part of po- the podcast where we're like, oh, yeah, Ryan, such and such. Yes, yes. Music and so well, forth. You know, I have a that's good. I have a face for podcasts, and now you all can see it, I guess. <laughs> so so That's like the, the joke on 30 Rock where she's like, I'm going to get my own TV show. And she's like, you mean radio? Why does everyone keep saying that? <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about music and stuff now. Yeah, music. I don't know what about, but let's, that's good. Music. I know a little bit about Music. it. Music. I like it a lot. Daybreak Radio. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> Daybreak Radio. That's your current uh, band. That is my current band. It's one of the one of, if not the best band I've ever been in. Honestly, nice. I mean, they're. It's a. It, I'm lucky to be surrounded by some top-notch musicians. Wait, you, um, got, you got Tyler Smilo. The Tyler Smilo. The Tyler the Smilo. award-winning. Award multiple mm-hmm. award-winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, him and Justin Anderson from Strangers mm-hmm. and Liars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doug Phillips from Doug Phillips. I mean, just, just, Doug just from Phillips. being awesome. From and, Book School. Uh, this guy John Hunt uh, from South Carolina just moved here a couple years ago. Lives in Edinburgh. Oh, okay. Who is a monster? I mean, is he doing drums? Yeah. Cool. Oh, he's doing drums in the back alley. All right. He's got a baggie of them. Oh, these drums, yeah. just a little taste I need. <laughs> we just uh, recorded our second EP with uh, Trevor Huster. Uh, it's going to sound he good, just He just left town. He just left town. Skedaddle. Yeah. He did Jess's record. LA, a couple songs for LEC. Mm-hmm. And then us. I think that might be all he did. But uh, David Gray was cool. I, uh, I'm real lucky. I met Tyler. The way it all happened was um, I was just done with music. I, I just... After I, Shotgun Jubilee? Well, Shotgun Jubilee fired me. 
Oh. And then um, Tisk Tisk. Yeah, well, it's not a, you know it's not harsh anymore. It's right, cool. Right. Um, and then I was in a band called Northtown Station, and it was kind of like a hobby thing. And then Shotgun mm-hmm. was like, "Yo, we're saying goodbye. Mm-hmm. Let's get the crew back together." Mm-hmm. So I got involved. Tanya, our old singer, got involved mm-hmm. for one final show at the Crooked Eye. And uh, I'd met Tyler. I'd heard Tyler's name. Uh, from Matty B because he's like, dude, I met this dude. He's come right. to open mics. He's gonna be in Pothole. So I looked him up on Facebook. Yeah, I remember the first him. time I saw him in Pothole. I was like, who the fuck is dude, this guy? Yeah, this and great. Like, I, I hadn't seen him yet. I friended him before I met him, and he posted. He's Creepy. from Ohio. Well, you know, I'm, my business is knowing the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kidding. And he uh he made this post about looking for a contact in his area for a show, mm-hmm. and I happened like stagecoach robberies from there, so I had contact. Mm-hmm. So I commented on his thing, gave him whatever, yeah. and he kind of like. Must have checked out my page, something knew who I was, and we met at uh, at open mic at the Crooked Eye. Mm-hmm. And before Sunday I ever nights. heard him play, he's like, "Hey, aren't you the dude that knows uh, the guys at Broccoli Samurai?" Like, I went to, I used to be in a band with their bass player, and we're like, "Cool, cool, cool." I heard you're gonna Small play world. a pothole. Then that fucking kid gets on stage mm-hmm. and just floored me, right, I, right, just right. like he does with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And he came off the stage. I was like, "Dude, anything I can do to help you out in town? Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, like you're awesome." And um, I started going on his Reverb Nation, like, yo, people, all my friends right, are right. actually paying attention to Facebook. Check him Check out. Check this guy out. And then, well, so that show happened, mm-hmm. and I saw him and this this tall dude in the front row watching me play. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day, he hit me up on Facebook, like, hey, man, I got this buddy. His name's Eddie. He's drumming. Like, we need a oh, bass Eddie player. Eddie Aranda? Yeah. Cool. So, do you want to jam? Guy. So, I went over to his house and worked it out, and then that's how the band started. Um, and then, um, you know, we needed a lead guitar player. So I hit up Justin Anderson mm-hmm. and that's, that was Daybreak Radio. He's great. Yeah. And, and that's how, how the whole thing started. I was really lucky that all these chance meetings happened, um, kind of by chance. You know what I mean? Chance meetings by chance. Yeah. So, so that's, that's the story of Daybreak I, Radio. I, yeah. I love, I love how a band comes together like that. It just, mm-hmm. sometimes it can take, it can be an arduous, annoying process. And or sometimes, sometimes it, it can takes can someone that's just be like, hey, not, oh yeah. Well, also someone who's not. I mean, he's not from here, right? So it's someone that because we the, the eerie music scene, while it's so vibrant and wonderful, mm-hmm. it's very incestual. Absolutely, you know. And so you need a breath of fresh air. And he was that guy. I mean, he was in Pothole and Daybreak at the same time and doing his own solo thing. Right, right. He was like the kick in the ass. And they're the all, they're music all pretty scene. different. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. So yeah, it all just happened, and like I said, I was done. I was like, "This is the last thing I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna play music for fun." And then when someone like Tyler uh, hits you up about playing music, you, like you jump. Yeah, on you that. get your I mean, he's, gear. You know, yeah. I don't care. And a lot of people make fun of us because I mean, we've become really, Kinda really bromance. tight friends. Yeah, 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 and like fuck all those people. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we went like Halloween's broke. A lot of people mountain. making. Oh. You know what I mean? So I mean, he's my boy. Um, I did see that. I did like that. That was pretty funny. Uh, but I, I'm, you know, I'm lucky enough that, uh, you know, just we, he, we got into it playing music and shit. Yeah, you know man. What I mean, and, he's know, great. I yeah. will probably be at his open mic tonight. Oh, well, quite possibly yes. The music, the open mic that happened tonight that, that you're gonna just hearing about like a couple of days later. After. Yeah, yeah. Every Tuesday at McCoy. Every ah! Tuesday, which is the the, the where the crooked eye used crooked to be. Eye. And uh, it's nice that there's just. Do you know in that building? Have you ever been? You definitely been in the basement. You should practice there. I was never in the basement, but I heard stories about. Did you ever hear about the story of when Marty had 
the the ghost guy walk through the place? No. I heard about like that. from Ghost Hunters or something uh, like that. I don't know if it was from uh, Ghost Hunters, but one of those like, kind of people. So, yeah, one of the, from that was like at Horror Fest or something. Yeah, apparently the place like and, and this is like parts of this is definitely legit. But guy goes down there and starts like pacing around, pacing around, goes into this walking cooler that used to it used to be a butcher shop or whatever. Yeah, it used to be had, a meat locker. That's had where we practice. Meat hanging there, and he's like, "There's a man in here." He's he's tied up to this pole and they're beating him. And then he comes out. He's like, "Okay, someone just got shot right here. Someone got shot right here. The table's knocked over. They're playing cards, but someone's got shot. Oh, they're, like they're, a... they're dragging him. They're dragging him. They're dragging him. It's like Mitty. It's Mitty. Mitty. They're dragging him over here. They're going through here. They're going through here. And it was like a wiggling Judy. Well, okay. Mitty. That... Marty looked up Mitty, and Frank Mitty was a hitman for Al Capone. And in what? the ba- in the downstairs of the Crooked Eye, there is an employee bathroom that's boarded up. There, there's two different places where. Mm-hmm. There were obvious holes that were bricked up right. because of the tunnel system under the city. So oh. that part that, – and that exists. It exists right where the dude fucking pointed where it was. So you take what you will, I mean, hmm. from that. Interesting. But I thought that, that's one of the coolest stories. There's a band that plays at the, wow. at the Rook. You used to play there no, called uh, crazy. Yeah. Dragon Wagon. Okay. Yeah, they, they swear. They swear that they, they – Mario was cool enough to let them stay in the bar when they played. Oh yeah, yeah, and they've been messed with by ghosts, like ghosts playing the piano, player piano, like four in the morning when no one else is around. That's <laughs> wait, isn't player piano by like definition <laughs> and one that plays by itself? Not <laughs> when it's not plugged in. Oh, okay, and it doesn't work. Yeah, and it's <laughs> and, broken. Like, there, there was, and uh, has no keys, and also it's not figurine, there. Figurine, a figurine got smashed. And shit. Hmm. Uh, someone's amp got knocked over. This other dude, Chris Hauser from the <clears> Works. This is actually really cool. He, I ran in him a Mad Tea Party Jam. I was like, dude, Chris, my name's Ryan. You, I don't know if you remember me. I used to Mad book Tea you. Party Jam? Mad Tea Party Jam in so West like Virginia. Okay, it is sorry. awesome. But he's like. I couldn't just let that go. Like, what the fuck? Dude, it's all Alice in Wonderland theme. It's a party and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I ran in Hauser and I'm like, dude, do you remember <laughs> me from the Crooked Eye? And he repents me. He's like, dude, that's where I saw the fucking cowboy. Like, what are you talking about? It's like, dude, I was in that green room. The door is open. I saw a blue figure with a cowboy hat walk past the door. And why that's significant Weird. is that's pro- in the, all the years I worked there, that's the fifth or sixth different person. That's, that's a cowboy. Seen cow- Eric Brewer's mom had the cowboy in the bathroom while she was going to the bathroom one time. That's yeah, so it's like, so, but he's so far removed that it can't be can't be corroborated. Right, right. It, wouldn't, I mean? it wouldn't have been like. Hmm. Yeah. So do you believe in ghosts? You know I mean, what, man? I I. Uh, uh, there's a lot of things. I I I too much of a fence to say I believe or right, don't right, believe. Right. I believe what I see in here. Ghosts will come and get you. I never seen it though. No no ghosts ever. No, me neither. We like we used to practice down there, and I never saw anything that was weird. Unless it's happened to me, I personally I I've never had any sort of a paranormal. Thing I would like to. Me, to. So I would like to see a ghost. I I don't fun. think I. Would. I'm open to it. I'm scared. I'm of a it, ghost dude. agnostic. I would, I would lose it. What what do you a ghost? Like have you ever seen poltergeist and shit? Like. I mean, I've seen Casper and I've seen well, think, guys. There's two right, extremes right, right. of ghostiness. Well, there's an apparition and then there's a ghost. I don't know what the difference is, difference, but uh, one, there is. I don't know. It's all right? scary. Yeah, there, I there, wish you guys would have jumped in and we knew what gotten, the difference was. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that so, weird happened to me at the Crooked Eye was uh, one time I was up in the office and I was sitting up there with Marty and Tracy and the uh, band was playing downstairs. It was loud. Loud. I mean, loud mm-hmm. that we had to sort of raise our voices to talk. Right, right, right. And there was a whisper in my ears, like, Jamie. Right in my ear, like seriously, right in my ear, and it was distinct. And Jamie is my wife's name. Right, right. And I'm like, D- 
did you guys, did you guys hear that? And they're like, no, like that's the only weird thing. I called her. I was like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Whatever. That's the only weird thing that I've ever experienced. Well, that's pretty spooky. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. She was fine though. She's fine. Good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That's about as exciting like, as it gets. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you for calling. <laughs> no ghosts are getting me now. <laughs> you mind if we ask you about uh, you've you've gone through some like life changes in the past oh, few yeah. years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you've gone. You've you've lost a lot of weight. Oh, I thought you were gonna ask about the sex change. Oh yeah, but we can talk about the weight loss. No, um, no one, that, no one even noticed that right. comes. Oh shit! Next. Right, no <laughs> one did know about that. Yeah. Damn it. Um, yeah. As I, a man yeah, and a woman, did. you look exactly the same. No worries. <laughs> Still has a beard, which is kind of strange. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't <laughs> mind talking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what you want me to just tell a story, or I mean, what, is there something specific you want? Like? Yeah, I guess where wherever you feel like starting. Right. Um, um, well, basically, I uh, was real big all my life. Um, I got it to be about four hundred pounds. And then uh, went on a hardcore um, diet, uh, no carb diet, and exercise program. Lost a right. bunch of weight, got down to about two hundred fifty pounds. And then I kind of, you know, I met met my wife, and, uh, mm. kind and that of, was in high school or college. High, eh, like, th- I took three years off between high school and college. So in okay, those three years. okay. Um, yeah, because you were—I mean, you were—you were a big guy. I was in, a big guy all my life. In yeah, high in high school and shit. Yeah. yeah, like in high school, I got to be about 300, 350 pounds. Right. Um, then I got bigger, and then I lost the weight, and I kept it off for a while, and then I put it on, and I put it back on, and put it got really—I don't really know what. Maybe I was depressed, whatever. But right, I got right. put it back on super hard to the point yeah. where I was immobile. I couldn't drive. I couldn't walk. At the, at the very end of it, right before I started making the change, I could barely walk. Um. So finally, I got on insurance and I went and saw mm-hmm. a doctor about it. Yeah, because you probably weren't on it. Wasn't for a while, on it yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, so I went went on insurance and went and saw a doctor about it and got got the approval for it. And so finally, mm-hmm. you have to go through this this thing, this time period before the surgery. There's a lot of things yeah, you yeah. have to do. You have to, you have to get you lose have to... a bunch of weight first. You have to be a certain weight limit before they'll do it. You have to get uh, visit, have visits with a nutritionist. You got to go to a support group. You got to mm-hmm. go to a, psycho- a psychiatrist to right. just evaluate it because they, they're like, Cause it's, yeah, it's you're going to lose all this thing. weight, but it's not going to, it's going to change your life, but it's not necessarily going to make you happier. Like it's just healthier. Right. Thing. It, it's not they, the they gotta source. They got to make sure you're of, not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not just like putting all your <laughs> emotional investment in this weight loss. And it, if it didn't work, then it would shatter you. Or exactly. Like that. Like, exactly. Yeah. So uh, basically the very first day that I started all this, I went to the doctor and I got on the scale and I was uh, 657 pounds. Um, and then I just. That was a really low point in my life, and mm-hmm. I, just, you probably, I mean, you probably didn't weigh yourself that often. Either. No, I couldn't, like, yeah. couldn't, couldn't. Um, and they're like, "Listen, you need to be four hundred and fifty pounds before we we'll do this." Right. That's six hundred fifty, four hundred fifty. Like that's wow. a lot. Of weight. Yeah, that's more than yeah, that's yeah. more than a lot of people weigh. So like, I got people. a food like my fitness pal, food diary. My nutritionist taught me like fad diets don't work. It's literally. Less calories, mm-hmm. like burn less calories per day. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you, you have your. So I, I set it to like eighteen hundred calories a day. Mm-hmm. Stuck to that. Did uh, exercise every day and ended up. Yeah, what kind of stuff did you do? Like, <laughs> I had this video, this DVD. I didn't want to go to the gym. I didn't want people to see me. Right, right, right. So I, mean, I had I, this. I know how that feels. DVD called uh, Yoga Boxing, and basically it was like this mixture of yoga and Thai bow. Okay. And I did that. It was like low impact cardio. Yeah, yeah. And I did that at my house. Gets you moving. I mean, yeah, it's just, yeah. Forty five minutes constant. of that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Just more moving than I did in years. Right. And because you just get you get used to yeah. just living a lifestyle that you just don't do anything yeah. like, and it's 
Yeah, so I, and I kept going to see a doctor and everything. And they're like, you got to be 450 pounds. And I hit the 450 pound mark. And how long did that take to get from um, to lose that initial? I feel like it was like eight months to a year. Which is really fast. Yeah. I well, remember, I, you know, I liken it to this. That part of it was mm -hmm. my body saying, for the love of God, I don't want to be like this. Right. Because Do something. And then because, it just kind of started falling off. Because you were you were like an, like an outlier at your at your like heaviest mm -hmm. and like that probably something the body isn't isn't used to sure. and probably wants to you know even correct to get down to especially like even dude, a, i mean if you can picture it or imagine it like i'm only five five eight and a half so a, right. a five foot eight and a half inch tall person that weighs 657 pounds right that's fucking hardcore man you know yeah. what i mean like i i can't even believe I'm still alive, you know. And, and yeah, I remember you back then. I like I I think I didn't see you from the time where like you started losing it to like where you are now. Like for mm -hmm. a little while, I was in I was in college or I think I was in college still. Like when that happened, mm -hmm. and uh, so like I came back and I like I actually didn't know it, who you were for a little while just because you. I mean, you looked obviously very very different afterwards. Yeah, like, I I've gotten that. Like significantly enough in the in the like your face so that like yeah, yeah. I, like I didn't recognize you for like a while until somebody was like oh that's Ryan I was like what oh my god I, I've gotten that more I didn't than know I that you were I was doing going that. to actually uh, but that was a really bad time man because I like mm -hmm. I said I was like no shit I could barely move so right. and I was still in the thick of promoting and stuff at Crooked Eye right because you were still like. You know, I would still see you at the show. Well, I, and I, I, you probably remember there was a stage, and then I had a chair, yeah. a specific chair, yeah, that I sat in, and I sat there, and that's where I sat and watched all these bands. Right. And, you know, I didn't get up and dance, I didn't get up and move, mm -hmm. I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? It was, it was kind of a bummer. Um, so th then I got hit with another. You always had, a, I mean, you always had an awesome attitude too, and I don't want to like. Well, what are you yeah. gonna do? I mean, yeah, yeah. it's who you are. You yeah. know what I mean? You can't. Because your, per yeah, your personality has always been great and Thanks. awesome. Like, um. So then I got down to 450. That's what they told me I need to be. And then they're like, so the hospital made this new rule uh, because we want to protect our MRI machines. And if something went bad, like you got a blood clot, we need to run you through an MRI machine. Uh -huh. So you, you, we actually need you to be uh, 425 now. Oh, boy. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I was like, all right, fine. Yeah. And I fucking just Been this far. took the hate and the pissed offness and just killed it. Yeah. And then went back in and I got down to – the. After that time, my next checkup, I actually got down to 415. Nice. And I'm like, sweet, sign me up. They gave me the date. The day I went in for surgery, I was actually 405. Um, nice. Got the surgery. And uh, and what it was that uh, – what was the official name? Gastric sleeve. Okay. So the difference is there's three surgeries. There's it's, the lap band, which right. they put the band around you. Right. There's there's like, gastric, that like squeezes the yes. stomach. Mm -hmm. There's a gastric bypass where they uh, – remove part of your large intestine and then reroute you okay like make a little pouch for a stomach right. and there can be a lot of complications with that right and then i opted for the sleeve which is basically just having about 75 percent of my stomach taken out and then stapled shut okay just like yeah just yeah, yeah like constricting mm -hmm. yeah and what they do with that is is for people my size and they will do that to get you down to a certain weight and then they'll do the bypass. I didn't need it though. My surgeon was like, "You're one of the best patients I've ever had." Right. Because I I, I went from six fifty seven to four oh five with diet and exercise, and then yeah. four oh five to right now I weigh two hundred and I fluctuate between two fifty seven and two sixty. Right. Which, which that's is not that's crazy. crazy. That's such a such a gigantic difference. It, and in I mean, so many ways. Yeah. So and and ways. like I I I can't even. Like imagine how that you know affected your you know quality of life and 
Oh, it was like, the biggest life-changing event of my life, yeah. man. I mean, I could drive again, walk again, move again, breathe again, sleep. Got right. rid of my sleep apnea. Mm. Um, all these things. And the, the surgery is great because f- for me, a lot of people might balk at this, but there's different kinds of addiction. My addiction was food. Yeah. And no, the, it's a the real stomach thing, yeah. surgery restricts it. You know, right. So I be, can get all drunk, come home in the bar, be like, I want 37 tacos. And there right. was a time where I would get that many tacos, not 37, but a bunch right, of tacos, right. eat the whole shit out of them. Right. And now I've done this. Like taco Tonight's Taco Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. chances are I'll go to Taco Bell. 12 one. I'll get, well, we're, yeah, 12 one's still 9 o'clock. <laughs> Do they still have it? Yes. Okay. It's till 5 to 9 because okay. Ashley told me. So I go. I might go to Taco Bell, get four tacos, and be able to eat two of them. Right. You know, my eyes are still bigger than my stomach, which so you, is great. So you know when you're full. Yeah. Yeah, which like, has never been a feeling I had before. Right. Because you could, uh, you could always just like, you know, you yeah. just stretch. And you now the downfall is you can overeat still, and that's nasty, dude. Like you get sick. And right. it's unpleasant. Because, I mean, can your body just not handle it? Like, your stomach just, it, it's just like, rejects you, it kind of. It's like, here in my stomach, and then it's all yeah. full, and then now food's <clears throat> sitting on top of here. Yeah. Um, not going in, so yeah. it's got to come back out. Wow. Yeah, so... But uh, yeah, man, it's been great. Uh, it's changed my life. It's given me a lot of new confidence about mm-hmm. things. Yeah, you it's look great now. Better. Like, Thank I mean, you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it it it, it was remarkable. And in the in the course of what, like two or three years that happened? Yeah, or like two. Well, because yeah, I've been it, this size for a while now. So it was about two years. It took right, to yeah. To get from 657 to 260. Wow. And there's surgery. But it did, yeah, it did happen almost like if if you weren't kind of seeing you regularly – that must have been a gigantic shock sure. for a lot of people. Yeah, because for like, a lot of people. There's there's people I didn't see for that whole time. Right. They were like, dude, you know, there's a couple. There was a one dude at, at the Rook the other night mm-hmm. that I hadn't seen in five years. Right. And I was like, oh, and it's it's weird because it's an older guy and his son was there. Yeah. And he's like, oh yeah, my dad's here. He's like, you want to meet my dad? I'm like, dude, I know your dad. And it's like, yeah. really? And he, his dad overheard. It. He's like, who? Who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dude, it's Bartosic. He's like, wait, Ryan? I'm like. Yeah, dog. He's right. like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I mean, it still happens, mm-hmm. but it's, it's definitely the best thing I ever did. Right. Ever. Yeah, because I mean, now I mean, yeah, you're at a, a normal, manageable size that like. Yeah, I mean, the, the the one thing about it is that still kind of makes me, you know, unhappy is um when you're that big, there's a lot of excess skin. Skin, yeah. And your insur- the insurance companies won't cover the removal, and it has right. to. There's nothing I can do but have it removed. So right. I hate that because it, it's like right now I'm at 260. If I got all the skin removed, I might be down to two, 210, 225. Right. You know what I mean? Because I mean, it just like – And it just gets in the way. It makes clothes fit weird. It's right. unattractive. It's just not cool. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, But there's not a whole lot I can do with it. But, you know, it's still a lot better than what it was before. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's it, it's it's weird for a lot of reasons. Right. Just, like, for instance, I uh, have always – one thing I will not do ever, 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 ever is I will not – Unless I'm f- physically forced, I will not take my shirt off in front of anybody. Right, right. I know how that At least not with the lights on. Yeah. And uh, so there's no water parks or mm-hmm, anything mm-hmm. like that. And yeah, it's, don't go swimming. It's always been yeah. like that. But now, it's even though I've lost the weight, it's still there. Right. It's still a thing. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like you're not missing out on a whole lot of water parks. For... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I can't go into water world. Dude, there was a cu- couple I, of times I'm, over the summer where like, one of the coolest things I did this summer was um, – after the bar, going to uh, the beach over on Westlake Road, the private mm-hmm. ones, mm-hmm. sneaking down there and like swimming when yeah. the sun came up. Yeah. And that was amazing time. But, you know, like had no problem getting in my boxers, right. but it was in my shirt, but it's the only shirt I have. So I'm driving home in, in like a wet, wet shirt. shirt right. You know what I mean? 
So yeah, I mean, uh, not that it's like comparable. I mean, but I, I mean, I've kind of struggled with that kind of stuff uh, for you know most of my life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, and I'm not I and you are we're not the only ones. Right, right, I mean? right. It's a thing. You know what I mean. And it's still like you know I'm I I do consider myself like a very happy person and stuff like mm-hmm. that but like uh like the, the insecurities that I feel you know about my own body it's like crazy and it and it's just like something it's just like something you just live with sure and uh you know you, you find it, what's cool about it is you find the the other aspects of your personality and whatnot right. to latch onto uh-huh. and really enhance because you're like yeah, so sometimes, sometimes it makes you better at like uh you know for lack it's probably a shitty analogy but it's almost like a blind person with that get their you know hearing better if you know if one sense it, if one sense goes then another sense you know uh you know takes the place of that and like you know i've you know tried to i think you know i i like to be funny and stuff like that uh maybe not right now but uh <laughs> you know i i think that that's maybe something i wouldn't have uh, try to develop uh, mm-hmm. if if I had looked like a million dollars or like you know if uh, you know your 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 social skills you learn to build those up like yeah um to like always want to be a nice guy always want to be like you know yeah I, I like can it. relate to that yeah. and and for me like my social skills changed a little bit because I always tried to be mm-hmm. tried to be funny or whatever mm-hmm. but it's it's different now like now. I, I'm funny, try to be funny in the moment and have a good time and tell right, jokes. Right, right. But before, my version of funny was joining in on people making fun of me. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Have you ever done that before where it's like a kind of a defense? I try and I try Because I would rather too. be I, laughing yeah. with them than just sitting there while they're laughing at me. When, right. If I'm the one that they're laughing at, well, at least I'm laughing. Right. You and that's, I mean? that's, that's rough. So that's rough. I mean, yeah, that was tough. And like, especially if that gets like, I mean, to it's be been all my habit. whole life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, since I was a kid, I've always like, I never just got big. I was always the big kid. So right, I've been right. made fun of from the time I was in kindergarten through high school, mm-hmm. you know, until about college when it doesn't matter. When anymore. people kind of grow up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But then so not everyone, but <laughs> not everyone, but fuck those people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean? So that's why, I, but now like, you know, I'm still a big dude, but not as big. So that's mm-hmm. not a huge thing. So there's, and don't get me wrong. There's a million other things people can make fun of me about. Right, right. But they're all justifiable. Same with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but but it's changed my social skills a little bit in in that way. You right, know what right. I mean? And try to have more fun and and yeah. Uh, it's like it's like make fun of me for being a pretentious phony instead of for being short. Like that's that's fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, like there's all this. I felt another uh, another bummer was between ages of well. When I started putting the weight back on until, you know, my 30s, there was this time where I, I lost a lot of time. Like, because I couldn't do right, shit. Right, I lost a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So now it's, there's, there's a double-edged sword. It's good and bad because now I am able to have that time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm 35. Right. And I'm trying – I'm living my life like I'm 25. Yeah. I know I know how it feels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's great. Yeah. You know? I feel like I, I lost – I don't know. Like, I mean, I didn't go through the kind of things you did, but like – yeah, I felt like there was just like gap in my twenties where just like I don't know, I was just like wasting time, just marking time. And like it wasn't until like, you know, the past few years or mm-hmm. almost like the past year yeah. or so where I've like really tried to, you know, kind of do the things I've always wanted to do in life and uh and and you you know, you're so far behind mm-hmm. like everyone else, uh, you know, and still you know, try to try to live like a twenty year old, 
kind of gets kind of gets to you sometimes. It gets but. it. I mean, I, it hasn't gotten to me yet to, for the most part. I, the the one the one cool like nice thing was with all the promoting and booking and stuff I did, I could still do that. So I spend right. all this time still doing it, right? Mm-hmm. But the difference between now and then is I just have an overall sense of confidence in myself as a person. Right, as you should. And, and I totally noticed that the, it was almost like like immediately, the, mm-hmm. the moment I decided to give a shit about myself and mm-hmm. make these changes and make positive changes, Every, everything positive else started yeah. trickling down. Like I landed... Conehead Buddha. I started this business with Tracy. Right. Um. You know, Crooked Eyes started going on. Now the Rook's going on. All, all right. I'm in a great band. I'm managing some cool bands. Like all these things. Yeah. Like, now you're. Happened. Now you're. That like, was the, the, instead of sitting at home feeling sorry for myself or sad. Like. Right. Confidence. Or like just like booking a band you're in or something like that. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, now I like I'm. I'm hungry. Like I'm hungry. Yeah. I want to you're, you're, get after it. I your feet are on the it. ground like all the time. Yeah. And like you know yeah. Yeah. Just doing it it's awesome um yeah i can i can see that uh you know you know knowing you for a few years mm-hmm. and you know this new energy that uh you know it's always it's always been there but like yeah like the maybe what like three years ago or something it, it really it really looked like took fire and it was yeah it was, it was really visible to everyone and it's really cool Thanks. yeah i mean and, and you know a lot of cool things i mean there's a there's a lot to be attributed to that too i mean not just the weight loss thing but right yeah um you know, a lot of yeah. It no was, one, no one is, no one is just the weight. Ever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, the big thing for me, what, what, what the, really was the, you know, the weight loss thing was a big game changer. The next game changer was, um, the Rook and the Wallens mm-hmm. looking at me for such a heavy role and listening to me and trusting me because, like, I, I, the Crooked Eye was trusted too, but really right. Marty was the focal point. Right. And now, and he, yeah. I mean, at the Rook, like myself and john have been thrust into this right into the focal point of it right you know what i mean and so, where he you wonder, he might not have a background that right he could, he, like, he, he's the day-to-day you know, guy he he yeah. is the one that knows how to make the beer orders mm-hmm. and, and solves all the problems Kills it, yeah i just bring put entertainment on the stage right and get the word out so we're a good team but uh, during the crooked eye time a lot of the work i was doing and tracy was doing like People just associated with Marty because it was his bar. right, and he, rightly so, it's his fucking bar. Yeah, and he would always he 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 would do that all the time mm-hmm. beforehand. So it was kind of sometimes it was unclear who was sure. doing what. And here it's like it's all me. Everyone knows it's like all right. all the bands like for better or worse, everyone knows whatever band's playing on stage, I booked it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that that's a level of confidence too because I mean people seem to be enjoying it i mean they keep coming yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i mean they keep coming in one thing you guys kept coming and we're just there drinking didn't give a shit but people actually go on stage and dance or sometimes mm-hmm. they pay money to come in and mm-hmm. act, you know what i mean so i must yeah. be doing something right and that's a great feeling yeah getting like sellout crowds like and all that kind of stuff and you you know stuff you know you got some cool stuff ahead yeah uh, what what is coming up uh in the next couple of weeks um, months the so, next big thing seasons the <laughs> next big thing on is uh november 21st is band uh happens to be a band i manage uh, tropidelic is playing downstairs oh yes yeah i've um, seen uh this band the so, hornets is opening who's really cool they're like two dudes and they do like this looping thing with horns and shit it's oh, just cool. awesome and this band quister from jamestown and then after that on december 5th is driftwood with Smilo opening, and then uh, Maddie B and Matt Texter and Louis uh, Nicola uh, mm-hmm. Bo- 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 Club upstairs, and then that's it. Uh, March, I have start making sense of talking heads tribute band coming back. Oh, nice. nice! So yeah, I saw them at the Crooked Eye. <laughs> I have yeah, um, really two things right now. 
a hold for a big show in January and a hold for a big show in February and a hold for a big show in April. But I really don't want to get into that just because it's not right. confirmed yet. Right, right. So I don't want to be like, hey, this is happening. And then, <laughs> well, Bartosi, you were on the podcast. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? well, well, stay tuned. And where can they where can they go to check out stuff? Uh, at this point, we are relying on Facebook. So just go to Facebook and type in King's Rook Club and it mm-hmm. all comes up. Yeah. yeah. And please, please, the one thing I got to stress is – on those event pages, click going. Please click going because that's don't just how, look at them. Yeah, because that's how I communicate like I with you, and then we print that list out and we have it at the door. Mm-hmm. So if you, hey, let's say you've been a member for years, but you forgot your member card, and we don't have the updated member list next to us. Well, if you're on that list, oh. you can come in and oh, it's fine. nice. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's very important. That, right. Yeah, because I mean, for anyone that's, that's listening and that hasn't, you know, gone to Kings Rook or whatever, like it is, it is a members club. Um, yeah. Yeah, which and you is have to a have ball a member. Of wax and a half. I'll right, right. You have to mem- have a member sign you in. And... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only members yeah. can buy drinks. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. I mean, only members can buy drinks. Members sign in their gas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's real weird, but it's like $10 for the year for a membership. Yeah, it's and not Music not is free bad at almost all. every weekend. We yeah. have the cheapest it's drinks a great in deal. town. Yeah. We serve booze till three in the morning. Mm-hmm. We have six free pool tables. I mean, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's the place it's, to be. It's a pretty cool place, man. I mean, I. I I have yet to see someone walk in there for their first time and not love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I play that game too. Sometimes I'll be by the door and people will come in and like, well, I don't I'm know. not a man. I don't know. I'll be, and I'll do this. I'll be like, well, listen, I'll sign you in as my guest. Right. If you like this place, come talk to me and I'll make sure you get a membership. Never fails. If they don't get it that night, they come back and get one. Right. I mean, it's just, it, it's impossible not to fall in love with that place. Absolutely. And that's not a sales pitch either. Like, no, if it's just, I wasn't just working there, <laughs> that's where I would be. There's no other bar in town that I would want to spend that much time at. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. Jekyll and Hyde's. I've been going to McCoy's a lot. I mean, I right, love. Right. Yeah, and yeah, those bars have like you know awesome food, awesome like sure. like awesome atmosphere and stuff like that. Um, but there's not a, it's not the family vibe. I mean, we I, we know everybody. Yeah, if you don't it's, know them, it's you're a, gonna get to know. It them. feels like a it feels like a house party or you know like it's it's very cool. Well, I mean, there's yeah. a living room in the back of the room. True. Yeah. <laughs> and like we get into oh some of the nights, man. Like we have a, the fog machine, the lights, and some nights we'll get the fog machine going, the lights, bring the big screen down, play wee bowling. Go uh, go to the rook, and yeah. if you're if you're looking for Ryan, he'll probably yeah. be at the door. I will ah, somewhere around. No, I try to stay to away from the fucking door. Right, working the door at the rook is a nightmare. I would not want to do that. I mean, during yeah. the during regular business hours, it's okay, but man, I, oh, dude, we, we we don't let people in after two in the morning. Yeah, that's we rough. Stay even three, even members, yeah, but even me, get there by even two. Nick, yeah. nobody, no even one can come in Nick after can't three get in after, after two. two. And the the lengths that some people will go to get in that place at two in the morning. It's sad. I mean, I've tried. Or I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. It's cool, but like, it sucks. Like, like, sorry, dude. I mean, it's awesome that you have eighty dollars in cash ready to give (laughs) me right now, but I can't take it. Yeah, it's kind of a little thing. Yeah. So, I mean, it gets to be pretty hectic at that point. So you will not find me at the door unless they make me there. Touche. Make me be there. You might find me on the back patio or sitting at the bar or watching the bands or something. But yeah, the door I generally shy. Like a normal person. (laughs) Yeah, I try to blend in. All right, well, Ryan, hey, great. This was uh, awesome having you on, and uh, yeah, we've been you. wanting you on show. for a while, and uh, I'm glad we finally worked it out. Being yeah. so open and just everything, and it was, it was like, oh, oh, this is a great one, so yeah, thanks oh, a lot. I'm glad it was good, man. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, then maybe we'll hang on some more, and uh, yeah, man, <laughs> don't be a stranger. No, I, I would love to come back check anytime. Out, check out all of Ryan's endeavors, go to his shows, yeah. all that stuff. I actually have... Uh, 
you know, as far as the, the you know, Daybreak Radio is my band. We are on Facebook. Kings Rook's on Facebook. And then I also have, uh, and, and this is kind of important to me, um, one more thing before we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was losing the weight, one of the big things I did that helped me was I went super public about it. Right. Because I wanted to be held accountable. Like, I did not want to let people down, which may right. be an unhealthy way to look at it, but fuck it. It worked. I so, think when you're, when you're investing like that yeah. in a serious kind of like – You need words of encouragement. Yeah. You know. So one of the things I did was I made a page. It's uh, Ryan, Bart- Ryan Bartosik's Vertical Gastric Sleeve Journey. And it's on Facebook, um, and I bring oh, yeah. that up because there are pictures from the beginning to now. Yeah. There's information, and I've had people share it, like Hammett. I went through Hammett. They shared mm-hmm. it. So people come and like hit me up like with questions, like, I'm scared to do this, yada, yada, yada. Right. So if there's anyone out there that's thinking about it or yeah. knows someone, yeah. hit check. You can contact me through that page, my personal Facebook, but check out the page. There's info. There's pictures. There's results. Just if there's, if I can make it easier on someone or talk them into doing it or make them feel better about doing it, then Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a link on that when we post that. Oh, sweet. Thank you. And uh, Yeah, man. It was a pleasure and a half. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, Thanks a lot again. Times. Thank you. All right, well, Thanks, hey, bro. we'll talk to you guys later. Have a, have a great day.